Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. All right. Episode 7 of The Rings of Power. Um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, this show is it's just a cosine wave, you know? It's like really yeah. good, and then really not good, and then really good. Well, not Really not good is not fair. It's just boring sometimes. Yeah. Um, when it doesn't have to be. I mean, it was. I think this is an episode that was kind of necessary when it was slower after the madness of the previous one. I was kind of expecting it to be kind of like a, we're kind of collecting ourselves. It's just a weird placement because it's the second to last episode. So it's yeah. like, I mean, I guess it seemed like a last seemed, episode. It seemed like a third episode to me. I mean, like <laughs> I, it was a lot more set up. I mean, the whole beginning with like Galadriel being covered in dust and like that really hazy redness everywhere, that horse that was on fire. Brutal. And the people that were on fire, it's like whimpering and crawling across the ground. Like, Oh yeah, that was a very good opening to this episode for sure. It was like right where we wanted to start, obviously because at the end of the one before this, I mean, there was some really solid character moments. I really liked Galadriel and Theo. That was awesome. Yeah, that was an interesting pairing. I didn't expect it, but since it happened, I was like, all right, this is good for both of them. Yeah, it really worked very well. Um, Obviously, Elrond and Durin and Disa and Durin's dad, Durin, are just absolutely carrying this show on their backs. Like The acting in those scenes is so good. It's yes. just every time we're in Casa Doom, even if, if it's between Durin and his dad, if it's between Disa and Durin or Durin and Elrond, notice that there's a, a common denominator in everything I just said, and it's Durin. It's Durin, yeah. He is easily the best character, in my opinion. He's, he's the best uh, actor, he's the more. best written character, he's the best character. Every time he's on screen, he's believable. Yeah, he's so good. He's deep, yet he's lighthearted. That <laughs> argument between him and his dad, like I was seriously just like sitting up on the edge of my seat, elbows on my knees, like head in my hands. Just it was so intense. It was so visceral and so emotional. I do wish that they would have told us what that thing that his dad ripped off of his chest was, like at some point earlier oh, in the like show. Oh, it's like the urine air neck thing. I get it, but it's like. It, that was pretty clear. Uh, yeah, it was pretty clear. That's uh, <laughs> uh, a nitpick. Uh, and speaking of nitpicks, I have a couple. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, same. <laughs> um, like, how, like, the, I feel like it would have been really difficult to breathe. Um, okay, I literally have that written down. Okay, and man. so the reason that I say that, and like I'm sure other people might have thought this too, but like we live in Oregon where like forest fires run rampant here. Yes. I've been outside when there's a raging forest fire right, miles away from my house. that's not as bad and, as that. Yeah, and it's like, it's so bad you can't stand outside. Yeah, you're not running into buildings. And I guess it's like a little bit different of a situation. And okay, so here's the thing too. Uh, Numenorians are much hardier people than you or I, but there were also Southlanders there, so I don't know. Uh, I do understand yeah, that but like, like... I don't know. Like, their lungs operate better? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I literally just... have written in my notes like the smoke that was in the air, especially inside the house that Isildur went in and rescued and got trapped in everyone would have already asphyxiated yeah <laughs> i no think way. that was that was that was a little weird but i don't know no running around give me one obviously of your the nitpicks. horse though uh he was well i'm just gonna praise the horse a little bit before i nitpick and that the horse was like the only one because they set it up right they told us about the bond that right. the horse had with him you know yeah. and the horse was like let me go <laughs> obviously gonna go <laughs> save him yeah obviously he's gonna come back like uh like aragorn in the two towers yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that's, that's fine. There were also there were some like Lord of the Ringsy kind of like 
parallels here, like when uh, Galadriel and Theo were hiding under that thing, and that orc was kind of like standing above them. That was that kind of gave me like the hobbits uh, hiding under that tree branch or that stump or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of similar. It's like the same vibe. Yeah, I do wish that that last episode could have been more of them like running from the orcs, like the orcs pushing them out of the land. Like that would have like added a little element of excitement huh. in there. Throw a couple battles in there, you know. Yeah, like maybe have them get found and have like a chase scene or something like that would have been really cool. I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. For yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's like that's why I say it's like so easy. Like it doesn't have to be boring. There's bad guys everywhere. Just have them like encounter them. <laughs> I mean, how did how did Galadriel and Theo get so separated? I don't but, know. That was weird. Like, I mean, it was really hard to see and it would be very disorienting. But like, I don't Absolutely. know. They're like with everybody. Yeah, they were already with <laughs> They just like yeah, wandered just... off in like some yeah. direction. Um, but I mean, speaking of Galadriel and Theo, um, there was just some, there were some really good, solid conversations there. Like at first was I was kind of like, oh, way to give out advice that you clearly you aren't even throwing. taking. But also, I mean, sometimes when you, I don't know. She was speaking like, to herself. Right. She was kind of projecting and like sometimes talking stuff out with people like you do kind of. I mean, she the way that those lines were written, she really she was thinking to herself. And it was right. just such a nice like mark of growth for Galadriel. And um, I liked this was my favorite episode with Galadriel. Like this was my favorite Galadriel episode. I would so agree far. with that. Yeah. Except the, yeah first she was... one. the first one was good. Yeah, that's um, true. She was like very much like, you know, only the water. Uh, the wise look at the intention of the heart you didn't intend this to happen and i'm thinking yeah. and hoping and i think it was pretty clear that she was like okay i also didn't intend for this to happen and also like maybe be a little easier on yourself my guy because like she was so like she spent her entire life like if you were just at home like neglecting your duties watching netflix sure yeah feel yeah. bad but like you did you were killing yourself trying to fix this problem and find them you did everything in your power like it totally. is not your fault yeah, Theo is giving me kind of um, weird vibes. He keeps going back and forth. Yeah, Galadriel giving him that sword. I think it was a it was oh, a nice. Why it do was... people giving him keep giving him swords? <laughs> okay. like, He's like twelve. Can we not keep handing him blades? Dear okay. God, it's a very good point. But I did. I liked the um the kind of symmetry there. You know what I mean? Like he had the hilt for so long, and it was kind of messing with him. And then Galadriel lets him keep that sword. So it was right. kind of. But also, he's just got such a mean streak in him. I'm still not giving up on like Theo being kind of he's gonna turn the evil. Witch King. Some, I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, like, like if I was if this was Star Wars and I was Master Yoda, and then some and Qui Gon brought me Theo, I'd be like, <laughs> he's too old no. to train. Yeah, he's he got too much fear in him. Like, I don't want to deal with this kid. I th I feel like Theo is gonna become like kind of a tragedy. Yeah, me too. We don't know who his dad is. No, um. But I, I think Arandir wins like stepdad of the year award. Oh, for but, sure, for sure. But, for I sure. mean, another nitpick though. I mean, like Arandir and Bronwyn are just like, nah, we're alive. Like, yeah, I know. Okay, He's sure, like, is whatever. it my mom under here? It's like, nope, definitely not her. Uh, okay, I have a <laughs> nitpick fine. when, uh, <laughs> so Elrond is in the king's like area talking to the dwarves, and one dwarf is like. And one, they're not even like concerned that the elves know about Mithril. Like, there's no question about how they learned. It's just like they're trying to take That's it from the us. Situation like, now. Like, okay, whatever. But then one of them like grumbles and dwarves. They're like, "Why should we trust him to keep his promise?" And Elrond turns to him and he says, "Like, never made one I didn't keep." It's like, man, the only promise that we have seen you make, <laughs> you didn't keep. And it was 
it wasn't even hard. Like you played Koi, which was as good as saying, yep, the dwarf found the, found the mithril. And even yeah. that was only for like 30 minutes. And then he was like, yeah, no, he gave me a chunk. Check it out. <laughs> but apparently Elrond can uh, can understand Kuzdul. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And you know no, the dwarven I... language of uh, the name. That's pretty impressive. Kuzdul. What do you think about that uh, mithril? I've never seen it portrayed as like tree roots before. Yeah, I really like the visual on that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and the whole time that we were like panning down, I was just like Balrog, 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 Balrog. <laughs> and then we get the Balrog. Um, <laughs> okay, so I've I've mixed feelings on the Balrog. Uh, I love I love the Balrog. It looked really cool. Are they in Mithril Hall? Uh, well, Mithril Hall is uh, that's a R.A. Salvatore thing. Or not Mithril Hall? Sorry. Um, they're in Moria. Moria, the mines like, of Moria. Thank you. Yeah. Doom. Okay. Okay. I didn't quite put that two together until just now. Well, I mean, the Balrog is Durin's bane, right? So, like right, the, right. the whole the whole thing with the dwarves that I think is really really interesting is that Durin's dad is correct, right? Like what they're <laughs> yeah, arguing about. Right. It's really interesting, and it's making for a lot of really cool tension in this show. I love in in books and movies and shows and anything when two people are arguing and both of them are right for the wrong reasons. It's such a compelling argument. Prince Durin wants to help Elrond. So there's like the personal connection there, but also, I mean, the elves are a very valuable ally, right? So yes. even on, in a diplomatic sense, like Prince Durin is correct. Like he, he's, he's very emotional about this and he really wants to help Elrond, but he's, he's not wrong that this is a very good move for them just on the whole. But King Durin is also correct in that these mines are so unstable and he doesn't trust this operation he's already had to shut it down once and you as the audience i mean like even if you know just a little bit about lord of the rings and the second age and just just a a smattering you do know that the dwarves delved too greedily and too deep and they woke up a bucking balrog and it does not go well at all they and I think that's kind of that's kind of mirrored in a few other things in this show that I it took me until this episode to really kind of like land on this, but everybody is facing kind of a tragedy coming up. Yeah, the world's kind of getting ready to fall apart. Right, and like Sauron is is on his way. Like Sauron is gonna happen. This war is coming, and we're watching them trying to avoid it, and it's going. We know it's gonna happen. Like we're watching the dwarves try and avoid Kaza Doom falling, and we know it's going to happen. It's sad. Like it's like a sad situation. Yeah, know? we're kind of watching a tragedy, tra- a tragedy unfold for sure. It also occurred to me that we're also watching the House of the Dragon, and we know that that doesn't end very well either. Yeah, no, both things. I mean, you know, every Lord of the Rings and I think Game of Thrones also begins with like peace was throughout the land for many years, but a ripple is in this dark place yeah i mean that's why we tune in then because peace is boring it is Uh... (laughs) (laughs) i love how when durin and elrond are down there just mining away uh well durin is down there mining away he's like all covered in dirt and filth and elrond is like sparkly clean like drinking wine of course (laughs) it's not doing any of the work we know you can swing a hammer man I know it's funny too because Elrond was even like, "Oh yeah, I was like kind of faking when we were doing that rock smashing competition." And it's like, "Dude, pick up a pickaxe then." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like hang your out. guy out. He's doing this for you. But oh my god, the love there, the love. Like Doran was about to tell him his real name. 
I and know. Elrond's just like, save it. Save it for when we get through to the other. It's just, ah, oh, yeah, man. That was a real, like, meaningful moment. It's interesting because Durin and never any point, like, yes, he's like, for the elves, but, like, it's not really for the elves. It's for Elrond. Like, I don't think he would really give that many shits if it was for the elves. No, I mean, I think specifically Elrond. Elrond. Elrond's pushing him over the edge, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, going back to the kind of visual of the mithril as like roots of the mountain i really really like that visual a lot mm -hmm. um it is weird that the balrog is just kind of like hanging out down there with yeah. all this mithril around it uh right and like the leaf woke him up but not the hammer banging uh -huh. i don't know uh, <laughs> like... um maybe that was just kind of an editing thing you know and yeah, maybe well, it's like sure a lot it's deeper than that um maybe it's like way farther down under the under the mountain um, and they wake it up through like the reverberations of mining for the mithril or whatever. But the way it was edited, it seemed like it was like, here's all this mithril. And then there's just like this like, Balrog sitting there in the middle yeah, of like it a all. Crack Valley. I was really surprised to see that the mithril, like I was kind of going full conspiracy mode in the last few episodes before this one. Like when the mithril started making that leaf, like not all dark and gross. I was really surprised. I didn't think the Mithril was actually going to do anything. Me I thought neither. it was all like this big setup by Celebrimbor and uh, Gilgalad and stuff. So yeah, uh, I was really, yeah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. But I mean, I think they obviously have to use it. They're good intentioned, but it's going to be used for ill will. You know, anything that powerful could probably be used to. Well, to, I, uh, I know that one of things. And again, like I don't, you know, who knows how close they're sticking to specific bits of the lore or whatever. But like, I know that one of the rings, uh, one of the elven rings, one of the three, is made out of mithril. Oh, is it? Um, huh. Yeah, I think the other two are made out of gold or silver. But it's one definitely going to be made, made out, out of the of chunk mithril. that Elrond has. Ah, yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. Um, okay, so another thing that I noticed, uh, and <laughs> so I'm back on Halbrand is probably Sauron. Uh, I'm back on my bullshit with that, dude. No, uh, it's it's the Eminem guy, I, I, dude. It's, no, it's not. That's not Sauron. I I would I will bet you twenty dollars, dude. Let me tell you, not... his palms are sweaty. Nikwees, his arms oh are heavy. God. There's vomit on his already. Oh, yeah, one... spaghetti. It's that, he's Sauron. That, that part, that part where where um where Nori is kind of turned away, and then that gross <laughs> hand like reaches yeah. out. Oh, it's so gross. But anyway, so creepy. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on team. How brand is Sauron? right now for a few reasons and i hope you'll entertain my reasons oh of course i'll entertain them cool okay so um first of all uh halbrand has a giant gash in his side he's just laying there right and then galadriel comes in and says he needs elvish medicine and then he just kind of hops to and then gets on a horse <laughs> and rides off like it's nothing i feel like sauron would be that powerful to be able to be that strong that's a that's a little reason though right the main reason is that Galadriel, at least the the writing of the show, <laughs> I should I don't know if it's like anyway. Um, they put this guy on a horse and immediately take him to Gilgalad because we're wrapping up this season. You know what I mean? They're gonna take him to Linden. He's gonna meet Celebrimbor. He's gonna be like, oh, I'm a pretty good smith myself, actually. <laughs> uh, it's I think that's where we're headed. You know, there's Man, no. They, I kind of hope you're right. That would be I cool. Mean, who else could it? The only other person it, I think it could be. It could the, be the mysterious it's M, not, M. It's not. It's Dude, not he's, them. He's joking I, how everybody's joking now. The clocks run out. Time's up. Over. <laughs> Seriously, um, every time I saw, him, I was like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I think that Halbrand is Sauron, and I, I think it would be a pretty impactful thing if it was because 
Galadriel's feeling so much guilt already. Imagine, just, uh, it's going to tear her apart if she figures out that she's the one that brought Sauron to Middle-earth and that he was with her the whole time. That would be a wild reveal for Galadriel. Yeah, that would be wild. I think that would be the most impactful. Like I said, I kind of hope that he's Sauron. Yeah. But like, yeah. I'm pretty sure old good guy is Gandalf and Eminem is Sauron. And who are okay. those two people with him? Uh, I don't know. Also, Sauron. Like, I mean, your your <laughs> <laughs> your theory is super loose. But I, well, I got He's like very evil. He's clearly all powerful. Beam around. He's like got all of the prereqs. I've got an even <laughs> wilder theory for you. Um, okay. That I heard. This isn't mine, but I heard this uh, today actually. That Elrond is Sauron. <laughs> now we're just getting <laughs> silly. Um, but Elrond what? is Sauron, and. Uh, Elrond, like Elrond, is like <laughs> like a prisoner somewhere. hasn't been in the show at all, and Sauron has just been pretending he's Elrond. Um, this is obviously that would probably be so not. awesome. Yeah, but it's like Sauron would have to like have this deep, intimate connection with Durin. Yeah, and this it's not a thing, obviously. Yeah, but I, no. I did entertain it for like uh, like thirty seconds. You know, it would like it would make Durin look too bad. Right. And I think that, that relationship that, like, is they too They work so real. hard at making us love it. Yeah. Um, I really like Durin and Disa. Uh, Disa kind of like creeped me out a little bit, though. She she was really intense there at the end about like the mountain will be ours. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, maybe you need to go like make oh a God. knife or something. Yeah. Uh, I did like on the... I did like her. Like the the cuts in this episode were really interesting. Like cutting yeah. to Disa, just like just smashing that axe. Yeah, and, and, like an anvil in their yeah. living room. I yeah, love that, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, the uh, the cut from all of that red smoke and fire and everything to the really clear water and all that green and everything. Um, some mm-hmm. of the edits in this episode were really excellent. Uh, the sword cutting to the axe at the end. But one, epi- one edit that was god-awful, and I think you know what I'm talking about, and this will be talked about for months if I, <laughs> if I know the internet the way that I do, is... <laughs> Adara sitting down after one of the orcs is like, what shall we call this place? Oh my and then God. it just like zooms out and it just shows the Southlands. Nope. Here comes Mordor. Mordor. And it kind of sounds like Adar. Come on. And he was like looking at his face like, we're going to name it after me. That and over the years, so, it'll get slowly changed. That was like, that so, is so lame. A billion dollars. A billion dollars, you guys. Come on. Come on. And the actor that's playing Adar, uh, that's Ned Stark's brother um, in in uh, Game of Thrones. And that, that guy's a really good actor. He could have he would have nailed that line. Or they could have just not said anything at all. And right. it's just it's obvious. We know it, like, obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's just that was so I feel like that was like a last like last edit where they were like, ah, oh, what if the what if the audience just doesn't really know what it is? Right, we've been we working tell on this them. too long. We have to we tell them. Know? Yeah, um, it was just silly. That it was, was like clearly you just made more. Like, eh, that was a very very silly part of the episode. But yes, it's fine. it was very silly. Silly. I'm not an expert in making television shows. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's a it's a whole ass complicated thing. But I think this show in this show in particular would really benefit from focusing on one storyline at a time yes. for each episode. And we can we can dance around a little bit, you know, and like kind of refresh where everybody's at a little bit. But if if they would have opened this this episode with Galadriel and everybody kind of just recovering, that would have been great. And then if we just had a whole like Casa Doom episode, 
you know, mm-hmm. like the, just like we did that. What you know, the, the the episode before this was really strong. Like one of the reasons that it was, it was so like strong is because it felt focused. It felt like yep. it was all like one thing. One storyline was progressing. And obviously, you know, it's it's easier said than done. Obviously, like writing a script for a show like this is probably a huge undertaking. But we are just jumping around so much. Like by the time I'm comfortable being in one spot, we're in a mm-hmm. different one, and then it's just ah. I don't know. Um, the the Harfoots kind of not great. Um, okay, but I'm really hoping it's like the last episode of Lame because they're moving off. I was actually really disappointed that they're the, the whole clan's going with them. I wanted it to be a. Poppy. Oh, it's not the whole. It's not the whole clan. I know, but you know the the oh, more seer guy there. and is and their mom. Yeah, I kind of. I just yeah. wanted it to be Poppy and Nora. I think that one of the main reasons that they are going is because. To um, die. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Did you catch that line that um, Sadak said when he was just like, we're all going to die anyway? Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, dude. I was like, yeah, no, definitely the mom is, though. That's why she's coming. I kind of like that um, Sadak and the mom are going. I I don't know. Like, like Nori and her mom, um, I kind of, I like that. I like the conversations that they have. Um, Like, Nori's mom is a really good kind of uh, foil to, to Nori. It's working. Um, I don't think Sadik really needs to go. I think if it would have just been Nori's mom and Nori and Poppy, that would have worked. But yeah, obviously Nori and Poppy by themselves would have been a nice like Frodo and Sam kind of thing. Yeah, um, I just want a reduction don't... of characters, you know? Right, I know. But I mean, I, I don't know. I like Nori's mom. She's kind of... I mean, yeah, she's... I like her too. Yeah, more lines for her would be cool. Um, but the Harfoots stuff was just like... Yeah, it's about time to just that one yeah. <laughs> that part where they're like, they're like, you know, they're all picking up the pieces from that horrible fire, which broke my heart. That was totally. so unnecessary. I know exactly. And awful. Uh, but yeah, like they're all picking up the pieces, and then Nori's dad is just like, "We're Harfoots. We we you know the one thing we've got is that we always stick together." And it's like, dude, yeah. like three episodes ago, they were gonna leave you for dead. Yeah. They... Except if you fall behind on the mountain pass, then we leave you for dead because the great are good. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like what okay. you do not stick together you that leave people really behind weird. at like the first sign of a limp <laughs> and you should know this because you were almost left behind yeah that was, that was a little yeah weird. yeah uh, it's like well you're kind of a little blind um one thing uh that i really really liked was elendil in this episode um really tore at my heartstrings quite a bit um that kind of the sealed his father yeah, I mean, for the yeah. whole sh- for the whole show, or at least as as much as he's been involved in it, he's kind of given me this like like wizened optimist kind of vibe. You know, he's he's kind of he's yeah. ve- he's been very capable and very kind of like um, he's been a duty good bound. influence and duty bound. Yeah, all of this stuff. He's just like this real stand up guy, someone to look up to, and kind of like be inspired by almost. And he really played that role so well. And then mm-hmm. a sealed door goes missing, and it's just you can just see like all hope has left this man. Like totally. he is just broken, like absolutely broken. And ugh, geez, right? Because like, it was like he was obviously, and we saw a little bit of it. But we didn't know quite how deep it went until we saw his reaction. Was like he was playing the tough love for a sealed door. Like I got to toughen him up, so I'm not gonna like show yeah. him that I love him too much, you know, make him prove himself. And yeah. then, man. That yeah, that would be the worst too. Is that he doesn't know that Isildur is dead? Obviously, right. it just probably is. But that's even worse. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're leaving, and Isildur is going to be left behind. Is that what's going on? Oh yeah, 
like the I mean, new sailing are going out of the back. harbor yeah speaking of you know tragedy and we all know how this is going to go down um i mean numenor is going to sink beneath the ocean so there's that yeah. which i don't know how they're going to avoid that if they're going back the like, being like i'm certain of it her coming back it's like yeah well you know <laughs> there's this huge wave coming so she's pretty incentivized yeah, to not, not be there it. yeah yeah it sucks about uh, muriel's eyesight um yeah but i did like her kind of you know bouncing up and she's just like oh our enemies oh they blinded me we're gonna get them back that was uh that was like save your tears save your tears for our enemies yeah. just like that was that was the most like badass line of the whole show save your totally. tears for our enemies like Whoa. yeah and like everyone's depressed and sad and like the one person who should be the most depressed and sad without her eyes is like actually gonna inspire everybody and it was pretty cool i like that a lot too yeah, muriel's pretty awesome i'm really excited for episode eight uh, I wish that there were a few more. I wish that they were doing like yeah. 10 or 11 episodes. Um, I feel like we don't have like, enough time to culminate, to, to hit another climax. And we, I kind of want that before we yeah. end. You know, I feel like we hit it last episode. So it's like we're going to get one, you know? I yeah, mean, I feel like we should get three more episodes. I saw a lot of discourse um, that was really similar to this um, with uh, the Wheel of Time show, where, you know, a lot of mm. people were saying things to the effect of, this is a cool show, but it feels not as cool because it feels like we're we're cramming everything into eight episodes like why right. do we have why are we doing eight episodes why is eight this magic number half billion was it a billion dollars i don't know there's a lot a lot there's of more money lot than of we'll money. ever see yeah. or be able to spend or yeah their budget was ridiculous like why i'm not really sure um i mean i'm sure it's it's probably a mix of a bunch of different things just like the production on a show like this at the scale is a mix of a bunch of things i mean True. To be a fly on the wall in the writer's room for this show, I mean, I bet a lot of arguments happened, and I bet making a show like this, I'm sure there are probably industry standards or contractual things or whatever. Whatever the reason is, there's only eight episodes, um, but I think it probably would have benefited from having more storyline-focused episodes, you know what I mean, like maybe one or two and like leaving one mm-hmm. out. Um I know that Game of Thrones does that every now and then. They'll just kind of like have a more focused episode and then kind of leave some other storylines out for the next episode. We're going to find out who Sauron is in the next episode, I think. I think we're going to f- find out. We're going to give us a pretty good hint as to who this this big stranger guy is. I'm telling you, it's a Gandalf and Sauron. It's like, I, I want to think that the show is more clever than that. And it's going to be like, well, you got me good. But like, it's, it's, not, it's not. You think it's good. Gandalf? Oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and just throw in as well that it's gandalf it's gotta be i don't want it to be me neither like i don't want it to be gandalf but i don't want the other guy to be sauron either i think it'd be cool if he was saruman um i don't think saruman is around in this but um i don't think it matters but it'd be uh, cool to get radagast radagast would be cool i mean radagast is uh, very in touch with uh animals and flora and fauna and stuff like that so um that's kind of like radagast the browns thing at least to my knowledge um, when um, Saruman is more like metal and wheels, right? <laughs> metal and wheels. When he was up on the uh, up on the tree, like pumping in the magic juice, and everyone's like, "He's gonna do it!" I was like, "He's definitely not gonna do it. Like, definitely, <laughs> it was too intense not of a going scene. to do it." Yeah, it just had a little delay effect. Yeah, but I'm really glad that he did actually do it in the long run, and it didn't like hurt anyone, and like that was cool. Like turn, you know. Yeah, it's funny. I have so many moments in this show where I'm like, wow, what a stupid thing to do. And then I kind of think about it a little bit more. And I'm like, ah, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's like their character, you know, like yeah. Nori, Nori jumping out and yelling at those three, like, obviously super evil 
beings that just appeared out of nowhere and nori's just like he went that way and it's like nori what the hell are you doing don't yeah. do that but also was she course, actually like, telling him the real direction was no she trying no, to like she was trying to misdirect them wow you know well see my initial my initial reaction was wow this is stupid what this is terrible writing but then i was like well no wait nori would totally do that though i've had seven episodes with this character yeah at this point or six i guess but she's pretty um, spontaneous yeah like and she really cares about that guy and it's like i mean think about her position right i mean she's a hard foot never seen anything like that before obviously knows it's probably pretty bad but doesn't know the she doesn't know they're gonna light her entire life on fire you know what right I mean? like, like how could you know She's really impulsive. That's kind of like Nori's thing. It kind of made sense. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think with, you know, it's so easy to just kind of jump down this this show's throat. Um, it's kind of like my knee-jerk reaction because it's just like the, the the production quality of it and just like everything. And it's like, just give it a, so just good. Give it a chance. Like, be, yeah. just chill a little bit. You know, I was kind of eating my words. Like, you know, I made it like the, a TikTok video where I was just like, ah, this show's just like super not doing it for me. It's so boring. And then the very <laughs> next episode was like one of the most exciting episodes of the entire season. Like, damn, so, this is really good. Yeah. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're still only seven episodes into what is obviously going to be multiple seasons going forward. And it's going to develop into its own thing, you know? Um, totally are there going to be parts of it that i'm not as excited about yeah absolutely but i mean there's parts of that in pretty much every show that i watch yep. but this one just it's just eh, this yeah some, like, I'm really like, okay. fucking weird parts in it I man know. I'm, I'm okay with shows being like boring sometimes like i understand there has to be lulls and like calms before storms and all that but it's like man when the when the ingredients for cookies are laying right in front of you and you yeah. like purposefully weave around them it's like man you had to actually go out of your way to not make cookies that just seems ridiculous to me like but maybe this wasn't a fighting episode though yeah well there's not enough <laughs> 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 yeah no yeah that's a really good to make that decision it's not enough <laughs> yeah um yeah but i, I mean think... you know i'm also a fiend for the fight so it's just pacing stuff man like for me that's what it, i mean there's just some weird like drug out parts like when nori hands them the apple like that scene felt like it took forever oh, like just so grab long. the apple and like go you know right, and like, like can we can I, well, a little nitpick that i would enjoy is him just like learning their language really fast fine great that would be awesome i mean he did like because sadak is like talking to him and he gives him directions like full detailed well, yeah. directions and the old man is just like well, okay here i go and sure. it's like wait what you you yeah but he didn't understand? respond back like in, in right English. but he understood every word that he was saying oh, okay and this is we're gonna we're gonna keep rambling um i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna close out this episode on this point okay okay um I think it would be super cool if the orcs just spoke black speech all the time and it was just subtitled for the audience yeah. and nobody ever knew what they were saying. Totally it's fine. silly to me that the orcs are bilingual. Me like too. it's it's weird and I know that it's like there's probably some sort of explanation for it somewhere in the lore, whatever. But it's just it would make them seem so much cooler and like older and it's just Eviler. it's an actual threat instead right. of it's just it takes me so out of it sometimes when you know they're hiding from these orcs and the orcs are just like oh, i think they went that way and they, they sound like <laughs> they sound like 45 year old british people like unloading trucks you know what i mean it's just like it's <laughs> so like it's just like why why like just have them speak black speech it's what they would speak right 
right those grunts that's all we need and then like harmonized singing in like a deep baritone yeah that would really feel so much more threatening but they're like cartoon characters sometimes yeah it's it's like we gotta get back to the boss the boss is expecting us yeah (laughs) like why (laughs) it's weird they're like they're like flirting with the angle of like you know because there was like like that rousing speech by adar at the beginning of the last episode that was like yeah first time that we we're not enslaved and because we're brothers and it's like the orcs feel that way like, i i don't know like this like i works are kind of like a the meat's back on the menu boys sort of race you know um i mean like quick to eat but each i don't other. think that's i think this show's kind of going for something else though it's going for that kind of like here's an argument from both sides kind of thing right right but it's like weird they're like not committing to it full it's, it's like a I don't know. It just seems it's, like weird. yeah, because Galadriel in the begin in the in the episode previous was like, "We're going full orc genocide. Get ready, you know." <laughs> yeah. And then in like the very next episode, she's just like, "Maybe don't be such an asshole, you know? Like yeah. maybe don't like." Um, and it's so it's like it's like totally cool to genocide the orcs in like one one episode. <laughs> orcs and, are evil. It's like they're people too. It's like which one? Um, but I, okay. So I know I said we were closing out the episode. Um, <laughs> but like uh, Galadriel's Galadriel's on an arc. You know, um, and it was shown in this episode for sure. Uh, Galadriel kind of gives me this vibe of somebody who's kind of gotten the mission done to the best of their ability, and now is kind of like, ugh, you know, like I, I didn't, I was so like laser focused in on what I was doing right. that I didn't really give myself time to think about how it was going to make me feel when I actually when it got to the end of it. And she did mention she mentioned Celeborn. Kel- uh, wasn't expecting that yeah her husband that had died uh he didn't die they were very careful to make sure not to say that um, oh because they don't have the rights to it well no because Celeborn is in um like Celeborn's like in lord of the rings he's, he's like the where is gandalf for i have much desire to speak with him like that's Celeborn. oh um, yeah and so when i when i first saw you know because theo says have you lost anybody and then Eladriel says, yes, my brother Finrod. And Theo's like, oh. And then she goes on and says, my husband, Celeborn. And I was like, are they killing Celeborn? <laughs> like, <laughs> whoa, this is wild. They are going all out here. But th- she said, uh, he's, I don't know where he is. Something to that effect. She didn't say he like, ex- she didn't explicitly say that he died. Mm. Um, so maybe he'll, maybe Celeborn will like make an appearance in the next season or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, can, we need to get to Aragion. Like, we need to start making some rings. <laughs> That's what I'm going yeah. to leave this show, this episode on. I agree. Um, like I, I want to make some rings, um, some, spend some time in Aragion. Uh, hopefully in the next episode, we find out who Sauron is. We find out what's up with this big tall guy. We find out what's up with these uh, three like creepy elves with the black hands like following him around. Um, I feel like a lot... Um, this this last episode of, of uh, this season... It's got some questions to answer, you know. It does, and it has the ability to. So I'm really hoping that it rises to the occasion. Um, but yeah, we've been promised rings, and we've been promised power, and I feel like I haven't gotten <laughs> enough rings or power to properly satiate my ring power lust. You know. I don't know. I have a feeling. I have a feeling episode eight's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited so to talk too. to you about it next week. So and, uh, they got my trust. Yeah. And uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode uh, for our recap and discussion for episode seven of the Rings of Power. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a Lord of the Rings show. We got ourselves Lord of the Rings show. <laughs> everybody, I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.